0: How y'all doing? Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast, where the seats are cold and the takes are hot. Thursday Turf Talk, episode 15 today. Uh, We did not get episode 14 out to y'all last week, but however, we still made predictions um, and stuff like that. We did have the entire episode uh, scripted and stuff and planned, but didn't get to it. Um, So updated rankings through 13 weeks of college football and 12 weeks of NFL. Brady's 54-17, and I'm 52-19. For NFL, Brady's 116 and 64 on 110 and 70. Bring our totals. Brady is 170 and 81 on 162 and 89. So eight games up um, with in college and NFL, really, we still have like four weeks. So a lot can change, especially with bowl games coming up. Um, and I think our rankings are going to differ a good bit as the competition gets closer um, to each other. So. The fifth edition of the college football top 20 or college football playoff top 25 came out this past Tuesday. I'm going to run through 25 to 11 and then we'll kind of dive into the top 10 and the top eight teams that still have a shot at the 14 playoff. 25 is Kansas State. They dropped six spots after a loss. 24 is Liberty. Uh, they went up one, still undefeated. 23 is Clemson, went up one as well. Eight and four just beat South Carolina. 22 is Tulane, up one. 21 is Tennessee. They stayed still after a big win. 20 is Oregon state. They dropped four after a loss to Oregon. 19 is NC state. They went up three after a big win over UNC. 18 is Oklahoma state. It's going to be playing in the big 12 title game. We'll get to that in a minute. They went up two after a double OT win over BYU. Um, 17 is Notre Dame. They went up one big win. Iowa went up one, a 13 to 10 win. Um, but nonetheless, sitting at 16. 15 is Arizona. They stayed still, 9-3. Um, Louisville went down four spots after a close loss to Kentucky. LSU is 13, up one, uh, 9-3 and after a win over AM. 12 is OU, a high-scoring game against TCU. They're 10-2. and Up one is Ole Miss at 11. They're 10-2 as well after a close game against in-state rival Mississippi State. So now we have a top ten. Um, I'll include Penn state and Missouri in that as well. Um, so we can focus on the playoff contenders, but Penn state's number 10, they went up one and are 10 and two. Um, Missouri is staying still at nine. They're also 10 and two after a big win at Arkansas. Um, so we're down to eight teams that could really push for a playoff spot. Um, even within those eight, I mean, you, if you look at them, all of them can possibly be one loss teams after this weekend. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but it is a possibility. But nonetheless, it's making for an exciting final week uh, before bowl games and the rankings are announced.
1: Yeah, I mean, quickly on the on the kind of the, the 10th or I guess nine through 25. Um, nothing really super surprising. Um, Oklahoma to 18, which gives the committee some ammunition. Should Texas beat them uh, by a wide margin, which again, we'll get to in a minute. Um We'll kind of hit on each kind of CFP, CFP implication of each game when we get to the picks. Um, Louisville drops after a, a tough loss on unranked Kentucky team. Um, Oregon State loses after getting worked by Oregon. Uh, other than that, it's mean, nothing crazy. Obviously, K-State drops pretty far after the Iowa State loss. Uh, but other than that, I mean, nothing too, too surprising, pretty stagnant, if you will, outside of the three teams that lost and moved down. Getting into the top eight here. Um, Bama staying at 11-1, State at 8 after a last-second, very Iron Bowl-esque win against Auburn. Texas State uh, stood pat after beating Texas Tech 57-7. Ohio State dropped down four spots to six after losing to Michigan. Oregon went up a spot after a a huge win against Oregon State. Florida State went up a spot after a a real close game against Florida. And then Washington moved up after a win against Washington State on a walk-off field goal. Michigan went up after beating Ohio State and Georgia stood Pat at number one. Um, to me, I think holistically looking at like three beats two by six points, one beats unranked team by eight points, two should go to or three should jump to one instead of jumping to two. But the committee's basically giving themselves a buffer that, you know, they don't want to should Michigan beat a, a ranked Iowa team and Georgia beats a ranked Bama team. Michigan stays at one and then, you know, Florida state and Texas both lose. Then we're getting Alabama in, or if say Alabama or sorry, uh, Oklahoma, 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 Ohio state gets in and we don't want to have the game 2.0. Right. So that's kind of their buffer. They did it last year. Um, when you could argue Michigan was the best team in the country, although I don't think, you know, I mean, there are people who wanted them to be, they weren't, but, um, yeah, they give them some, some buffer room there and doesn't really surprise me. I think, Ohio State being one spot ahead of Texas is telling as to what the committee believes. And um, I'm curious to see, like, if Texas wins a close game and Florida State loses, what happens? Like, I'm curious to see if the committee puts Ohio State in over Texas, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'll kind of let you give your thoughts, and we'll get into the the, uh, conference championship weekend picks.
0: Yeah, like you said, uh, the picks we'll kind of talk about a little bit, but these rankings are – interesting it's honestly about where i'd do it after this past weekend i'd probably have the rankings the same um i may have put michigan at one i mean i would have put them at one a long time ago um yeah but if they've kept georgia at one all this time i feel like they just got to roll with it for now um unless something happened like if michigan wins by 40 over iowa which probably won't happen um i don't think michigan's offense is going to put up over 40 points. Um, I ultimately think Georgia will stay at one. Michigan and Oregon's going to be really interesting, or excuse me, Washington and Oregon's going to be really interesting. One of those teams, obviously, is going to be a playoff team. um, Whether Washington goes to 13-0 or Oregon gets in at one loss, um, should be interesting. Florida State, it's pretty much, you know, they're, they're the ACC's only hope As of now, if they go undefeated, they have to get in, even if their quarterback's out. And then Ohio State not going to play this week. Um, But that should be interesting. Need a bunch of help,
1: right? They need a bunch of help because we'll talk about a potential case where they don't get in, and we get two Pac-12 teams potentially. Right? Like there's a case that could happen, which we can get to in a second when we talk about the game. Yeah,
0: and then um, Texas and Bama in pretty similar positions right now. Um, Texas does have a more favorable commerce championship matchup. Um, but at the end of the day, I think like if Bama were to win, that would really mess a lot of things up because then you, you probably can't put Georgia in and stuff like that. So it would be interesting. it It gets real messy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these games, they have big spreads, but I mean, I could really see them going either way. Um, I don't know what to expect from like i I have my predictions but from pac-12 um sec big tens and pac-12 sec and acc really could go either way and i wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's definitely going to get interesting the rankings are about where i thought they would be four teams going down that lost every other team won and moved up one to three spots um but getting into the conference championship weekend picks, there are 10 conference championships between Friday and Saturday. We have two on Friday in the Conference USA and Pac-12 games. Saturday will be the other eight matchups throughout the day, starting off with the Big 12 championship at 11 a.m. Uh, Central time. But getting into the first one real quick is the Conference USA matchup. It's New Mexico State versus 24 Liberty. Liberty's fared by 10.5. I'm picking Liberty to win and cover. Um, they looked really good. I mean, they're still undefeated, ranked for a reason. Even you know, being a non-power five school, uh, the second highest ranked non-power five school behind Tulane. I think they're gonna win and probably cover. I don't. New Mexico State looked pretty bad. The like two weeks ago, I think when I watched them, uh, just because it was the only game on at, like midnight, but um, they didn't look great. So I'm going with them to win. Um, probably won't be too close.
1: I'm going to take Liberty to win uh, and cover as well, but I think it'll be a pretty good game for a while. I think that it, they keep it close. New Mexico State keeps it close. I mean, they've won, what's this, two, four, six, eight straight. They beat Auburn too. So um, they did lose to Liberty earlier in the year, 33-17. to um, Hard to beat a good team twice. So we'll see We'll see what happens. I think, again, I do think Liberty ultimately wins, but I think it'll be a, clo- a close game for a while. Um, next one, or sorry, I'll get to our popcorn matchup first. Um, kind of. Didn't really have a matchup here, more of a – more of like just a matchup or two guys to watch. Um, Liberty's running backs, Quentin Quentin Cooley and Caden Slater – sorry, Salter. Um, They're the two top rushers in Conference USA. Quentin Cooley's got over 1,200 yards, and I believe Salter's at like 899. So a couple guys who could go over 1,000 in the season. Um, Again, the two top rushers in the entire conference. So look out for those two guys this weekend or on Friday night against New Mexico State.
0: Yeah, I think – those two guys, obviously, um, on a loaded roster, given their competition, but it should be interesting game. Hopefully, it's close, but I don't think it will be too close. Um, I think Liberty probably pulls away. But moving on here, Pac-12 matchup in Vegas on Friday night. Uh, number five Oregon, number three Washington. Um, Oregon's favored by nine and a half. Uh, I think, believe it's still like still at nine and a half. Uh, I'm picking Oregon to win, but I am picking Washington to cover. I just don't think Washington's going to play that poorly to where they're going to lose by double digits. Um, I think it's going to be really close, probably a one score game. I know. I mean, if Oregon makes a statement, that really be saying something to the committee, maybe they move to three. Uh, We'll see how that goes, but should be a really fun matchup and a lot of fun matchups across the
1: field as well. Yeah, I'm going going with Oregon to win Washington to cover. Um, And I could see Oregon covering line and a half. I just, there's no elements in this game. It's going to be an indoors in Vegas. So I think wow. while the Washington offense has kind of spun its wheels the last couple of weeks, there's also been some weather element to that, especially in Corvallis. So I'll go with Oregon to win Washington to cover. Um, could have picked a, a kind of a different things for the popcorn matchup this week, but I um, wanted to go with rece- or Oregon receiver, Troy Franklin, the second versus uh, Jab- or university of Washington corner, Jabbar Muhammad, um muhammad's not necessarily a guy who's been talking about a ton in the draft but he's draft eligible and i think if he declared i think he'd be a guy that would rise a lot in the process um some 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 excellent tape throughout the year um even against oregon challenged troy a lot in that game um troy got him a couple times as well but really been a guy that people have tried to attack and he's just not giving up easy yards all year so uh definitely a guy that i'm going to watch this weekend and a matchup i'm looking forward to and a slew of phenomenal matchups in the entire game, but um, one that I wanted to highlight there with uh, Franklin and Muhammad.
0: Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, Franklin's one of my guys, I think. And as I kind of look more yeah, and more he's a dog, dude. into draft prospects, I think I'm going to like him more and more um, just everything he does. I know um, just with his size and speed and quickness, it's, it's rare, um, which seems like it's not so rare in this class, but um should be fun. Uh, that game, Friday night, kind of the big matchup sitting alone um, before all the big games Saturday, which starts, like I said, with the Big 12 Championship, um, 18 Oklahoma State, 7 Texas. Texas favored by 15.5. Picking Texas to win, but I think Oklahoma State loses by 10-14. to 14. Um, Yeah, I mean, another fun one. I think for UT college football playoff hopes – uh, sake they probably wished it was OU so they could avenge their only loss but um somehow it shook out Oklahoma State won Bedlam and ended up being the tiebreaker um, that got them in over OU um, after they you know won the game late against BYU um if BYU were to have won that then it would have been OU but um uh, sh- should be a fun game not too many good matchups in this one honestly um but Oklahoma State's running back, Ollie Gordon, is probably going to win the Doak Walker Award for the best running back in the country. He has, like, seven yards to carry. I think he has, like, 20 touchdowns or something.
1: Yeah, 20, and, exactly.
0: And uh, I mean, he could get to 1,700, I think, this week. So um should be a fun game, but UT's IDLs are pretty good. Uh, Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat, they both played really well. Um, I know last week Taj Brooks had a pretty good game, but him and Ollie Gordon are you know two different styles and I don't know how Ollie Gordon's gonna fare. Um I also don't I'm not too aware on how good Oklahoma State's offensive line is, but um I don't think they're that great. So should be fun, but that's definitely a matchup you wanna see. Um Ollie Gordon's probably gonna be the the guy that kind of dictates, you know, how the game's going for Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, picking Texas to win, I think Texas covers. Uh, I think they realize they're going to have to – I don't know if they're looking at the spread, but, like, they're going to have to win by three scores uh, to really make a statement and get into the college football playoff over Ohio State. So uh, I think they do look to cover here. I think they look to dominate the game early. Um, like you said, Oklahoma State's kind of gone as Ali has gone this year, and even when he's gone, they still haven't won games. Um, and it's going to be tough sledding against, again, uh, I, got, I well, Actually, Ollie Gordon was the offensive player of the year for the Big 12 and Tawanda so it was the defensive player of the year. So, love that much up there. I wanted to throw Byron Murphy some love as well at the popcorn matchup. He's been awesome this year for Texas as well. Um, but, yeah, I think ultimately Texas wins, Texas covers, because I think they, they realize they need to win by as many points as possible. Um, and they got to run up the score this week to make it known, like, hey, we're not playing around. We're worthy of being in the top four. So, should Florida State lose? So, um looking for Texas to have a big – a big win again. Maybe not necessarily. I think in a regular game they maybe take the foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. But I think this week, if they're even if they're up, they're going to keep trying for points on the board, um, which is something that the Texas offense has shown that they can do in a very short period of time, just given the explosiveness they have on the edges. Um, so looking forward to that one. Next one on the slate here is the MAC, Miami or Miami Ohio versus Toledo. Toledo favored by seven and a half. I'm taking Toledo to win. Toledo to cover. Um, and it's been the better team for most of the year. Miami Ohio had some ugly losses. Um, See, I'm taking taking Tulane to or Tulane to win. They've got some. Sorry, that's the that's down the line. That's the next one. I went ahead of myself. I'm still gonna take Toledo to win. Toledo was ranked at one point this year. Um, they're eleven and one, undefeated in conference play. Uh, they're one loss coming to Illinois just to open the year, so they're hot. I'm um, taking them to win. Also beat Miami Ohio by four points in Miami. This game neutral site, so um, give me Toledo to win this one and cover.
0: Yeah, I think this one. Probably be good early on. Um Toledo probably pull away in the fourth quarter just given that I mean they're favored by seven and a half and um I don't know how Miami, Ohio has fared against Toledo earlier in the year, but um picking Toledo to win and cover. Um Quineon Mitchell versus all the Miami wideouts really the only thing that is somewhat polarizing of a matchup. So I think I just don't know if Miami, Ohio is gonna be able to hang for four quarters. Um Yeah. But yeah, I mean not a whole lot of people will be paying attention to this game in comparison to the other games that will be going on. Oh um nope. But yeah, nonetheless, another comments <laughs> matchup that uh that takes a you know good bit of work to get into and clinch and um big for those teams moving forward in terms of recruiting and stuff like that. But Mountain West Conference. Uh, there was actually a three-way tie, and they had to have a selection for what two out of the three teams would get into the playoff, or get into the conference championship game. So, Boise State and UNLV that will be played in Vegas. Um, Boise State's favored by two and a half. I'm going with UNLV. Uh, I think that'll help them being at home. Granted, it's not like a huge difference, but um, should be nice, you know, have home field, familiar territory, um, and obviously picking them just cover the two and a half point um underdog spread so i think and i'll let you get to the popcorn matchup but i think this will be a good game i honestly think it should be a one score game i think it was pretty most of them most of the teams in that conference play pretty close games uh, yeah they you don't did. see you don't see a lot of blowouts so i think it, it should be close for all four quarters
1: I'm we'll gonna go Boise State to win Boise to to cover just for the sake of being different here. I don't think we have any other differing picks. The rest of the way, just given the way that these spreads and stuff have shaken out this weekend. Um, popcorn matchup is Boise State running back Ashton Gente, I think hes you say his last name—and UNLV linebacker Jackson Woodard. Um, two All-Conference guys. Uh, Ashton Gente, I believe, was the offensive player of the year in the in the mat, in the Mountain West Conference. So. Um, leads you guys to have a good a good game obviously running back versus linebacker should be good um like i said probably not a game people people will be paying attention to either but uh nonetheless boise state's a pretty pretty big household name big one here uh, i think this is this is where i know this is where game day is i don't know if this is the i think is this the tightest spread in all of the power five no sorry the acc is tighter um regardless eight alabama versus one georgia In Atlanta, UGA, Georgia favored by six points. Georgia wins, Georgia covers. I don't think it's that crazy. Um, While I think Bama has done some good things and they've gotten a lot better and Jen Miller's gotten a lot better, I was going to say how they hang with that Georgia defense for four quarters. The Georgia defense is still really good. Um, Obviously, I don't know if they were what they were last year, but they're still really talented. Um, A lot of talented young guys in that group too. So a lot of true sophomores that are playing – playing really well. So give me Georgia to win Georgia to cover.
0: Yeah, it should be a fun one. Um, both teams have kind of played down last week, um, uh, both winning by yeah. one score at the end of the game. So picking Georgia to win and cover as well, they probably win by, you know, 10 to 14, uh, should be a really fun one. Another game where one team is essentially the home team, even though it's not, you know, really much trial for the other team. Um, Popcorn matchup. There are a lot of good matchups in this game, but um, UGA's tackle, Amarius Mims, versus Alabama's edge rusher, Dallas Turner. And Bama's other edge rusher actually isn't bad, too. I can't remember his name, but he's actually had a pretty good season. Um, but there's a lot of matchups on this field that would be fun to look at. Um, I don't. Amarius Mims is like a top five, six tackle, and Dallas Turner is one of those top four edge rushers uh, currently for the draft next April. But um, obviously a lot can change between now and the draft, but should be a fun matchup between a couple first round picks most likely. Um, moving on to AAC, the American Athletic Conference, SMU versus 22 Tulane. Tulane's favored by three and a half, the top ranked power non-power five team in the country. Picking Tulane to win and cover, I think this one should be close. Uh, I don't know. I mean, both teams that just have ton of first team all conference guys. Um, which would make you think that they won the conference by a good bit. These two, um, in terms of clinching the championship, but Tulane favorite, obviously being the ranked team, and I think it should be close.
1: No, I'll go Tulane to win. Tulane to cover as well. They've been they've been solid all year, and they've had a big real difference maker, at quarterback and quarterback Michael Pratt. Um, rumors he's either going to transfer or go to the pros. I think I think he's going to transfer. I think he should transfer. There's no reason for him not to. I think um, he'd probably be you know a day three late day two pick. So don't know if it's worth really it for him to come out. Um, he's our popcorn like player, but the SMU offensive line had a bank three first team selections and the two lane defensive line. Had, I believe two or three first team selections for the uh, American conference, uh, all conference teams. So we'll go with that kind of batch up the, o- the offensive line versus the defensive line, but definitely keep an eye on Michael Pratt is probably the biggest name in this game. Um, next one here, the Sunbelt conference of app state versus Troy, Troy favored by six and a half. I'm going to go with Troy to win and Troy to cover. They've been pretty good all year, and um, they have a guy who's in the top ten in the country in rushing. So I'll let Brett Brett get to him in a second for kind of the popcorn player of of this game. But um, I'm going to take Troy to win. Troy to cover. Yeah, I mean,
0: another game that is probably pretty close with a six and a half point spread in favor of Troy. I think I'm going to go with Troy when I'm picking App State to cover uh, lose by six or less. I just don't think Troy's going to be able to pull away that much. But their running back, come on, vital. he was at the top of the country for a good bit in rush yards um, and he's currently 7th so he's falling off a little bit just with power five guys getting more volume um you know it's better competition stuff like that but should be a big game from him uh he's the team's probably going to go as he does as they typically did this year but that should be a fun one and then big 10 um, 2 Michigan versus 16 Iowa Iowa, unfortunately, two loss, uh, not in contention for the playoff with a win, but uh, I don't think they're going to win anyway. You know, Michigan's fared by 22, and I'm going to pick them to win by more than that. I just don't think Iowa's offense is going to be able to do really anything. Um, But, yeah, I mean, nonetheless, a game to watch that has good matchups across the board for the most part. I just don't think Iowa's going to be able to do enough to contend.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think Michigan wins. I think Michigan covers. I just don't think they have a real frankly a real chance to 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 play with this Michigan team. I think they can keep it close for a half. And while I know that <laughs> while I know that they <laughs> they've got a really good defense, if they're also missing their best player in Cooper Dugene. And I just – I simply don't think that, that they hang for four quarters with the Michigan team. This, I mean, should the Michigan offense, um, I mean, alone, they, they they, wore out an Ohio State team. They really weren't that great offensively in the first half of the game. They've kind of done it all year where they've just worn people out. Um, so I'm going to go – I'm going to go with, with Michigan winning Michigan to cover. Our popcorn matchup this week is going to be – we have it listed as Chris Jenkins, Michigan defensive tackle versus the Iowa offensive line. But I think we could also go with, I'm remembering this now, number 29 is a uh, senior safety for Iowa. His name is Sebastian Castro. Dude, is, he's kind of flown, a little, flown all over the field this year for them, played in the box a lot. What about him versus J.J. McCarthy? I like that matchup because J.J. has been using his legs a lot. Um, and I think that this is a game where Ohio, Ohio State um, – Michigan again looks to get him going to the ground game. So maybe Chris obviously Chris Jenkins for Michigan on the defensive line versus a just always a well coached Iowa offensive line, but maybe look for Sebastian Castro on the Iowa defense side of the ball against uh, kind of the running game uh and dual thread ability of uh Chris or I just want to say Christian McCaffrey. I'm all over the place today. Uh, JJ McCarthy uh in this one. Yeah, I like it.
0: Another game that has some good matchups, obviously Iowa, you know, they didn't get here by mistake they have a lot of good players on that team um, and some draftable prospects as well like you said so it should be a fun one um i don't think it's gonna be that close for long but nonetheless some fun matchups to watch throughout the game um rounding it out here with the acc 14 louisville versus four florida state florida state's fared by two and a half a game that really could go either way with big um cfp implications Louisville no longer in contention for the playoff as they lost to Kentucky last week to put them at two loss two losses for the season. Going with Louisville to win and upset Florida State as uh, their favorite. I just I don't think Florida State's can be able to. I mean they definitely have the athletes. They have about they have a few guys that can you know really play and I think. At the end of the day, when you don't have your starting quarterback in a conference championship game against a top 15 team, it's going to be tough. I mean, yeah, they lost to unranked Kentucky, but Kentucky was ranked for most of the year. um, And they played some close games against some good teams. So I think Louisville's going to win this one um, and cause for some chaos in the playoff in terms of, you know, Florida State dropping out who who comes in. So I don't I don't know what's going to happen if Florida State were to lose, but I am picking them to lose this one.
1: I'm going to go with Florida, with Florida State to lose as well. I think Louisville, while they looked bad last week, it's a huge rivalry game. Um, Jack Palmer didn't have a great game as well, and they've kind of gone as he's gone. Um, Florida State has looked bad without without Jordan Travis. Um, offensive line struggled mightily last week, and I was really underwhelmed with the performance from Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson. I was expecting them to kind of put the team on their backs. Um, especially Keon Coleman, I was expecting a little bit more from him last week kind of hoping they would just be like, hey, man, every other plays is a 50-50 ball to four and let him go get one because he's really, really physical, really good in the jump ball situation. Same with Johnny Wilson. Um, it's kind of the strength of that offense. So disappointed there. I think Louisville wins this one, bounces back, and gets a Florida State team that's just their hurt and kick him while they're down type of stuff. Um, popcorn matchup this week is Louisville quarterback Jack Plummer, who's been great for them this year. I believe a transfer from Fresno State, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or a different – I don't no, sorry. Jake Henry was at Fresno State last year. Um, I know he. I Plumber is not from. He transferred into Louisville, I believe. Um, but I'm going to go with him versus Florida State Edge, Jared Verse, a guy who almost came out last year, was widely picked or widely viewed as kind of a top 10 pick type of guy. Um, a lot of people had him rated ahead of Tyree Wilson as Edge 2. Um, came back to school, uh, struggled the first part of the year, absolutely took over and dominated the entire fourth quarter of the Florida Florida State game. Frankly, is. A reason why they came back and won that game late in the fourth quarter. Um, ended up winning by nine, but Jared Verge single handedly took over that game and uh, kept the Florida offense in check in the entire second half. So, looking for those two. and Maybe not like a plug, a one on one matchup, but um, curious to see if Jared Verge can get to Jack Plummer and affect him this week. And again, keep Florida State in the game.
0: Yeah, Jared Verge is a guy I really liked last year. Um, obviously, didn't pay too much attention to him last year once he announced he was returning. Uh, but I really like him a lot. I think I'm I'm still going to really like him once we get deeper into the process. Um, I think he's kind of slipped down boards just because of how good the rest of the edge class has been. Um, but we'll get to that, obviously, in a little bit. Um, down the road, I think it should be good. Like I said, I think it's going to be closed for a while. Uh, I just don't think either team is really playoff material. So it's kind of close at a lesser degree. Uh, but nonetheless, should be another fun one. Uh, the tightest spread of the week across the 10 Commerce Championship games. Moving on to the NFL, Week 13. We have six teams on a bye week, the most we have had all year. Two teams will have a bye next week, and then that will be it. Every team will have had their bye. So this week we have the Ravens, Bills, and Raiders for the AFC, and then the Bears, Vikings, and Giants for the NFC all on byes. To kick it off, Thursday night football, uh, Seahawks at Cowboys. Dallas favored by nine, picking the Cowboys to win, but the Seahawks to cover. Um, this game's going to be interesting for Dallas. they played really well, obviously, but they don't have a win over a team that's 500 or better. Um, so this will be the, kind of the first test outside of Philly that Dallas has had. Uh, it helps that it's at home, and I think both teams come off a Thanksgiving win, I think, or excuse me, Thanksgiving game. As uh, the Niners beat the Seahawks on Thanksgiving, I think it should be a good one. Uh, popcorn matchup is C- the Seahawks tackle Charles Cross versus the Cowboys edge rusher Micah Parsons. So, should be a good one to kick off Week 13 in terms of you know quality of competition. It'll be one of the better games.
1: Now, I think it's a competitive one. Uh, Seahawks versus Cowboys obviously should be good. I'm paying the Cowboys to win, Seahawks to cover um popcorn matchup this week left tackle charles cross versus edge michael parsons obviously michael parsons one of the best defensive players in the entire league charles cross second year left tackle out of mississippi state great rookie year looking to build on that this year um and i think he has a a great matchup this week with michael parsons in in a week to really give him a good challenge and see where he stands across the league
0: yeah i mean should be fun obviously um one of the rare good thursday night games hopefully moving on to sunday now um we go through the noon games and kind of go through them as they're played. Chargers at Patriots. Chargers are favored by six. I'm picking them to win, but I'm pick, picking the Patriots to lose by less than six. I think it's going to be close for the most part. Just with the Chargers being on the road, I think if they are at home, they'd win by a good bit. But going cross country, pretty much the longest trip that they can take um, inside the country. So um, that might have a little bit of an effect. Home field advantage is about two, three points. Um, in the home team's favor, but I still think they get the job done on the road.
1: Chargers win, Chargers cover. I ultimately think that they, this, they're they just too talented at a couple key positions, like quarterback um, and receiver with Keenan Allen and at left tackle. I think they're just too talented at a couple spots to not beat this, pa- this Patriots team that's just god-awful. Um, popcorn matchup of the week. Uh, there's really no great matchups. I think you look like the, the Chargers strengths being the edge room with Cleo Mack and Tully polo Um, not a lot there on the offensive line for the, for the Pats. Um, same thing at corner. There's not a lot of corners there for Keenan Allen to match up with, um, really not a great quarterback matchup either for Justin Herbert or kind of across from him. Um, same thing goes for the Pats team. There's just really nobody, like no premier talent on that roster. That's healthy. Matt Judon and Christian Gonzalez are both hurt. Those have been great matchups for kind of their respective counterparts on the Chargers. Um, So this week I'm going with Brandon Staley versus unemployment because if he loses, he's losing his job. So um, he's quite literally coaching for his job this week. Um, I've got some guys that I know that have got some pretty solid uh, sources within the building that basically have said like if this if he loses this game, like they might as they very very likely will fire him. Um, Again, I don't know if that's that's not like from an like an insider, but. That's from someone that I know that's got um, a couple of guys that I know that have some, some building connections um, and the, the Jordan Schultz report coming out this week that his seat is the hottest in the NFL is pretty damning because he, Jordan Schultz was the guy, the first one to report that he was going to be back in LA after the Jacksonville loss. So um, as much as this is me like venting and taking my shot at Brandon Silly for being a terrible head coach, I'm very serious about the fact that if he loses this week. Like he is coaching for his job. Um, at least to the end of the season, it sounds like they are going to be on from him, barring they rip off what seven straight wins to make the playoffs. He's not keeping his job, so um, that he's fighting for his you know his job the rest of the year basically until you know end of week 18 this week. So Brandon Sutter versus unemployment. That's that's my popcorn matchup of the week because the Chargers have been horrendous all year.
0: Yeah, I like that one honestly. Um, you know, tough to think of one for this uh for this matchup like you said, but. Yeah, I mean maybe we see uh Charters blow a win or something because, you know, for some reason with him coaching for his job this week, um does something, but I think he's lost to the team too much to a point to where it's not gonna really
1: matter um kind of what he thinks about it. So I I honestly hope they lose. Like I'm I hope they lose in like a like a twenty eight to thirty one game. Offense scores four four touchdowns, Justin Herbert has a good game. And the defense doesn't do anything. I It's not going to happen, but like I hope they do lose because a it solidifies them as a much better, much better draft position. And it, basically, they, they fire him now, so um, they they're not going to lose this weekend. I'm aware of that, but losing wouldn't hurt my feelings as long as the offense had a good day.
0: Right, and I think. I mean, we might get a high-scoring game. I just don't know with New England's offense if they're going to be able to keep up just That's for the sake of the matchup. But yeah. um, Cardinals at Steelers, Pittsburgh's fair by five-and-a-half. Um, a game that we don't really see that much. A Super Bowl 43 rematch uh, that we have yeah. here. Picking the Steelers to win and cover, win by six or more. Uh, they've just played really well. Seems like they're at home every week. They're home again next Thursday night as well. So, um, you know, they're probably going to win this one and win next week as they play the Patriots. So, um, easy schedule. The Steelers have gotten a very easy schedule across the whole year. Um, popcorn matchup is going to be the Cardinals' rookie offensive tackle, Paris Johnson Jr., that they selected with the sixth overall pick against the all-pro, um, former DPOY, possible DPOY this year, edge rusher T.J. Watt. Um, he's kind of been dealing with some you know, minor injuries, but he should be able to play. So that would be a big big matchup for those two in a game that outside of that probably won't be too competitive.
1: Steelers win, Steelers cover. Um, as much as the Cardinals have fought in games, it's, it's the Mike Tomlin show every week. Um, Steelers win, Steelers cover. I like the matchup of Paris Johnson Jr. versus T.J. Watt. It's a good test for the rookie uh, left tackle out of Ohio State. Or is he playing right tackle for them right now? I don't remember um, I'm not sure. either way. He'll see either way. He's going to see TJ this week. Um, Colts at Titans is next one up and favored by one on the road. Colts win Colts cover in my mind. Um, Titans team just kind of feels like they have no identity. They can't figure it out. And I like what the Colts have been doing defensively. I know that was Jonathan Taylor, but Zach Moss has been great for them this year as well. So I'm looking for them to get it done against a depleted secondary looking for maybe Michael Pittman, I'm picking the junior Josh Downs have a good game. Uh, maybe an Alec Pierce, maybe a little bit of a breakout game for him. Um, yet to do that in the NFL, a second year guy. So, um, yeah, we'll go with the Colts to win. Colts to cover.
0: Yeah, I like it. Close divisional matchup this week. I'm picking the Titans to win. Um, I just think they're going to play sound football at home or better football. Um, and the Colts have been hot recently, but I don't think they're going to be able to maintain it. Um, especially with you know, the Jags and Texans also being in that division. Two teams that have played really well. Um, so, yeah, picking the Titans to win this one at home. Popcorn matchup with Quentin Nelson and Jeffrey Simmons should be good. Um, kind middle of middle-of-the-trenches matchup there. Really the only one we could think of. Um, moving on, though, Broncos at Texans. Texans fared by three and a half. Broncos have looked really good recently. Uh, Texans, I'm picking a win and cover. They kind of got robbed last week at home against the Jags. On some bad calls, and then obviously um, missed the game tying field goal about a foot short off the crossbar from 58 um, to tie the game and uh, send it to overtime. So um, this should be a good one, but I'm still picking Houston to win it.
1: Yeah, Houston wins. Houston covers as well. Um, Broncos have been real hot, like you said, but I think the Texans can get it done in Houston on the road for road game for Denver. Uh, might be tough. Should be a good atmosphere in Houston as well. Popcorn matchup of the week, left tackle Garrett Bowles, who just had a monster game against Miles Garrett last week against the Browns. Um, Going up against rookie Edgewell Anderson, a great test for Will. It's one of the top left tackles in football. Um, Guy who's gotten kind of a big second contract. So great matchup for Will this week and should be a good kind of a test for him as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, like you said, a big matchup
0: outside this week. Um, A young guy versus, you know, a vet that really has been playing at a high level for a while. So should be a good one there. Um, Lions at Saints, NFC matchup here. Uh, picking the Lions to win in cover, even though the game is in New Orleans, as the Lions are fared by four. I just don't think it's going to be that close. New Orleans has been really up and down this year, and I don't see how they compete for four quarters with the Lions.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Derek Carr has been bad in the red zone, to say the least. Um, Lions defense has kind of had some great stands in the red zone this year. I'm um, going with the lines to win lines to cover as well. Popcorn matchup of the week. Modern St. Brown versus corner Paulson Adebo. Uh, got to step up big after Marshall Lattimore on the IR this week with an ankle injury. So looking for him, I believe a third year guy. Yeah. Third year guy out of no second year guy. Sorry. Second year guy out of Stanford. Um, good rookie year. I was a big fan of his really solid corner. Um looking for him to have a big week against the St. Brown this week. Yeah. I mean, a uh, receiver
0: matchup versus a corner is one that we normally get, and I think Amano's been good. Uh, Paulson Dio has been really consistent, and I think they probably re sign him when they can. Um, you know, they're probably going to have to move on from Lattimore, and I think he'll be a really good option for them to bring back. And obviously, already familiar with the team. But moving on here Falcons at Jets. The Falcons are favored by three. And I'm picking the Jets to win. It's in uh, New Jersey, so the Jets are the home team. And it should be close, honestly. I just think the Jets' defense is going to be too much for the Falcons that really haven't clicked offensively at all this season.
1: Yeah, two offenses that are really really going to struggle this week. Ultimately, I think the weapons with the Falcons get it done for them this week. Bijan, uh, Drake London, Johnny Smith, apparently. I don't know. Uh, I think they get it done, though. Falcons win. Falcons cover the three on the road against an offense that just may not even score a touchdown because they're just that bad. Um they really only their only two hopes is that Garrett Wilson takes one of the crib off of kind of a short pass or maybe gets open deep or Brees Hall houses one on a run. Like that's kind of their only hope to score this week or kind of at all. So Falcons to win Falcons to cover in my mind. Um, right guard Chris Lindstrom for the Falcons versus uh, all pro defensive tackle. Quinn Williams for the Jets. Chris Lindstrom has been one of the best guards in football uh, kind of the last three years, kind of not really been given a lot of appreciation given on the Falcons. But he's been a cornerstone for that team for a while. Uh, one of the best guards in football going up against arguably um, the, the best defensive tackle in football. Quentin Williams certainly has an argument for it. So I'm looking for a really good matchup on the interior this week between those two.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's – I mean, there's a lot of good trench matchups this week, but this is definitely one of the best ones. Uh, Lindstrom that just became the highest paid IOL at, I believe, 21 a year this, in this past March. And then Quentin Williams, who also got a contract, um, should be fun one to watch. Dolphins at Commanders, Dolphins are fared by nine and a half, picking the Dolphins to win and cover popcorn matchup of Jalen Ramsey versus Terry McLaurin should be pretty good. Um, You know, kind of thinking of a popcorn matchup, you really just had to go through the Commanders lineup and see if Miami had someone on the other side, because really the Commanders don't have many guys on that roster that make for some interesting matches. But Terry is definitely one of those guys that does um, one of the few. And I think, you know, even after they traded their two starting edge rushers, um, at the trade deadline in October. I think this matchup's really good. I don't think even outside of that we would have many good matchups, but this is definitely one to watch, uh, Ramsey with um, Ramsey with McLaurin.
1: I'm with you. Uh, Dolphins win, Dolphins cover. Jalen versus Terry should be awesome. Two vets of the league that have been up for, at a high level for a long time. And hit the nail on the head. This should be an awesome matchup this week. Panthers at Bucks. Tampa favored by five. Tampa wins. Tampa covers. The Bucks simply just appear to be this the team that's not in disarray right now. Um, <laughs> Tampa or Carolina just fired head coach. They appear to just be lost right now at all kind of all you know facets of the of the of just the entire team just seem to be not in any sort of way clicking at all. Um, so give me the Bucks to win. Bucks to cover, and um, yeah, it should be an ugly one this week. I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that close. I mean, the Panthers sitting at a 1 and 11 now, I believe. Um, but Tristan Wirfs versus Brian Burns is definitely a good matchup to watch if they're going to be matched up against each other uh, for a good bit. Um, even though, even if they won't, even if they only got a few reps against each other, still, you know, top of competition, one of the best tackles versus a really good um, edge rusher. Should be a fun one. Uh, 49ers Eagles in Philadelphia should be the game of the week. Um, the Niners are favored by three, which I think is telling. Um, that's about what I would put them at too. Picking the Niners to win and cover. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a two or a one point game, and I think San Fran's going to win. So I say they win by, you know, six or something like that. Um, I think San Fran's the best team in the league. I don't think Philly's really played that well. Yeah, they're ten and one, but they've really haven't had a statement win, um, and they've been outplayed in multiple games that they found a way to win. So. Taking with San Fran in this or going with San Fran in this one uh, popcorn matchup a little different here. Uh, tight end George Kittle versus free safety Kevin Byard that the Eagles traded for at the deadline from the Titans. Um, I don't know how how often they're going to be matched up. I don't know what the Eagles plan is with Byard uh, with the number of weapons that the Niners have. But nonetheless, um, really, any DB that's matched up on any San Fran skilled players is a, is a good one to watch.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think the Eagles win this one in Philly. I think that's what gets it done for them. So, obviously, they cover the plus three um, if they're going to win. I'll go with, I, I love the George Kittle versus Bayard matchup. It's different. We don't get a lot of tight ends on here. So, I'm big fan of the Bayard versus Kittle matchup this week, this week in Philly. Uh, Browns at Rams. Rams favored by three and a half. I'll take the Browns to win, Browns to cover. Rams are launches, but not that good. That's um, kind of the end of it. I just, I, Cooper Cup probably is not going to play. I think it's going to be a tough week for the offense to get it done against a really good defense having a big bounce back week after a tough loss against a a Denver team.
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as I would hope the Rams win, I think the Browns are going to win as well. They probably win by, you know, six or so. Um, I think it's going to be fairly close down the stretch being in L.A. Uh, Browns interior offensive line that's always pretty good versus uh, the Rams D-tackle Aaron Donald. Should be a good matchup this week. Um, Two players that are really good at what they do i mean the browns normally always have a pretty good line just unfortunately this year their tackle room has been pretty banged up um sunday night football we have the chiefs at packers Lambeau field gets its first primetime game of the year if i'm not mistaken um kansas city's fared by six i'm picking them to win in cover i just don't think the packers who are hot uh coming off two wins I don't think they can do enough to beat the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs have kind of struggled, especially on the road this year. Um, I'm still going with the Chiefs to win by probably 10 to 14.
1: Chiefs win, Chiefs cover. Packers have been hot, like you said, but I just think the Chiefs cool them off. They're just a more talented team. Probably one of the teams in the league that's better coaching the Packers. Um, not that there's a ton, but I think the Chiefs ter- certainly are offensively and defensively. Um, Travis Kelsey versus the two linebackers Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, two really good cover linebackers. Kelsey has been really the only sus- kind of sustained and consistent weapon for the for this Chiefs team this year. So I like the matchup here. Another kind the of matchup we don't often get um, versus two good cover linebackers in uh, Campbell and Walker.
0: Yeah, I think this is a good matchup up the middle. Uh, we'll see who's. We'll see who the Packers put on Travis Kelsey for most of the game, but nonetheless, it's going to be a focal point for that defense. Um, scouting the Chiefs this week, as like you said, he's kind of the main guy. you got to stop to slow down that offense, um, even more so than Patrick. I think offense, um, if you slow down Kelsey, that really makes it tough on the rest of the guys. Um, Monday Night Football to close out week 14 or week 13 um, in the NFL is the Bengals at Jags. Jags are favored by eight after Joe Burrow's out for the year. Picking the Jags to win. Um, haven't played as great the past couple weeks. Barely won in Houston. Got throttled by San Fran at home. I think they bounced back with a win at home this week. Uh, favored by eight. They probably win by 14. I just don't think the Bengals are that good. Uh, I don't think their roster is that really that great without Joe Burrow. Uh, they have good receivers. They have a good edge rusher. A good DB. And that's really it. Um, so yeah, Jags win big. And a good matchup here is... Trey Hendrickson, um, the good edge rusher from the Bengals versus Jaguars rookie offensive tackle out of OU, uh, Anton Harrison, who's actually played pretty well this year um, down the
1: stretch for the Jags. Yeah, I like it. Jags win, Jags cover. This Bengals roster has just been struggling. outside of, you know, A, just talent-wise, they're, they've had a tough year. Um, B, without Joe Burrow, it's been tough for the offense to get anything going. So, um Trey Hendrickson is a good one versus Anton Harrison. Again, an established guy who's gotten second contracts versus a rookie having a really good year. So um, I like the matchup here and it's a good way to end it off with Monday Night Football. Um, again, it, it sucks that it's not going to be a great matchup given the fact that it should be a kind of a blowout. But I'll certainly be watching Trey versus Anton this week and, again, looking for the rookie to have a big week. And, uh, damn, that wraps it up. Uh, quicker episode, I guess, today. Trying to get through it fairly quickly I'm just for time's sake. I know we had 10 10 college football games to get to this week. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm hoping, you know, it could go chalk. It could also not. Absolute chaos could happen. We get a four one loss or eight one loss teams, you know, vying for spots. So um should be a really exciting weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously starts on Friday night, which is even better. Um, so I'll definitely be tuned in. And um, honestly, it's the best game of the week, I think. So I'm I'm, I'm pumped about it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Saturday especially is going to be a lot of fun having eight conference championship games and then three big ones. Um, but yeah, starts Friday like you said with a couple, um, specifically the Pac-12 one in Vegas between two top five teams. A lot of fun. Um, you know, like I said, if you didn't tune into the Tuesday episode, I think rivalry and conference championship weekend is better than the college football playoff games. So, um, I mean, this is which you wait for all year in terms of college football and have some great matchups across the board, but that'll pretty much do it. Like you said, um, for us today, next week, uh, same deal. We will have our latest episode where we cover everything, but NFL scores. And then, uh, we will have a Thursday turf talk next week where we recap the conference championship games, preview some bowl matchups, college football playoff, and then NFL, obviously, um, yeah that'll do it thank y'all for tuning in to this 15th edition of thursday turf talk on the end of uh november we'll see you in december and follow us on x and instagram at cold seat podcast
1: see you tuesday see you guys then